It's both the most painful thing ever at times and also the most rewarding. I'm talking about waking up early, well, 5 a.m. to be exact. Countless studies show that we are our sharpest and most productive in the first few hours of the day, and there's also a lot of research supporting the thoughts that more sleep and waking up early leads to better health and an overall healthier lifestyle. But here's the real reason. You get two full hours to yourself before the world is awake and moving. You likely aren't distracted by texts and emails coming in or toddlers tugging at your legs. It gives clarity and time to do things that are important to you each day. So while it will be painful at times, I think once you try it out and see how great your days feel, you'll be addicted. We are talking about why waking up at 5 a.m. is awesome. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Today we are talking about waking up at 5 a.m., why I'm obsessed with it, and why I know you will be too. There is so much research and so much that goes into this. I have so many notes and I'm going to give you lots of facts, lots of things I've figured out, lots of things that I've read. And we're going to go through not only why it's beneficial to wake up early, but why 5 a.m. is that really sweet spot. Now, I did a podcast last year about how to be awesome at waking up early. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that podcast in either order. But that one has real practical, tactical tips and hacks about waking up early. We'll touch on some of that today, but this episode is a different twist on it. This is focusing on 5 a.m., that time where you have this great sharpness in your mind and when you have this these, these hours, these number of hours before the rest of the world is awake. I'm so obsessed with it. Now, there is a book. The master of this concept is Robin Sharma, author of the 5am club. It's the full title is the 5am club. Own your morning, elevate your lifestyle, elevate your life. So this podcast experience is very interesting to me because my whole goal is to bring up topics and conversations that you may or may not already be, be thinking about and things I think are worth hitting pause on life to think about and consider And maybe you take away a whole bunch from a certain episode, or maybe you take away one little tip or hack from other episodes, but it's kind of a collection of different topics that I think are fascinating that other people have mastered. I read, I listen, I research, I try it out in my own life. I talk to lots of interesting, cool, smart people that I know in my own circle, and then I bring back, bring it all together in a podcast episode. But of course, as we all know, whenever you put yourself out there on social media or on podcasting or YouTube or on any platform, you are going to get criticism in both ways. And it's so funny because I I can get people saying the exact opposite thing. So some people will say, tell us more facts, tell us more data, tell us more research. Don't just tell us what you think. 
tell us more information from actual experts. So I hear that feedback and I'm like, okay, I completely get that. Yes, because sometimes I'll do all that research, but then I don't bring actual facts into podcasts, depending on what the topic is. Then on the flip side, I've had some feedback, commentary, whether it's on um, comments, I mean, uh, reviews of the podcast or just comments or, or emails or DMs through social media of people saying the opposite, saying you're just giving quotes and facts and research that other people have done. Like that's basically an extension of plagiarism by sharing their thoughts. And I'm like, interesting because you they're completely two opposing thoughts. And for me, like, no, I am just, I don't see it like that at all. I say we people, we live in this cool time where people are putting out their best knowledge, their bodies of work that they've spent, you know, oftentimes a lifetime figuring out this specific niche or this concept or this thing that they've seen transform their lives and then then in turn has transformed other people's lives. So I think it's so valuable. And the reason why I bring up experts is because I like to give you kind of a direction. So if this specific um, topic is super interesting to you, here's the avenue that I would go in to learn more about it. So I would read this book. So that's oftentimes why I'll give, again, I'm not an expert in all these things. I just think they're fascinating concepts. And I like to bring in the best parts of it and quote these authors. And I always give credit to the people that I'm quoting or the research or the facts or whatever it is. So just to point out, there's two totally different sides. And I try to do that nice song and dance of being right in the middle, sharing personal experience, but also sharing what experts say and giving you a good direction. If you are so super into this, this is the way, this is the path I would go down to learn more. So to that point, the 5am club book by Robin Sharma is definitely the way to go. If you are really interested in waking up at 5am and this whole concept of own your morning, elevate your life. He says in the book, 5am is the time of least distraction, highest human glory, and greatest peace. Super, super interesting. We're going to get into later in the podcast, we're going to get into real takeaways that I had from reading that book. But first, kind of a mashup of what I've learned and a whole bunch of other things that I've listened to by other authors as well. This is really about health and a healthy lifestyle, but honestly, it's also about personal time. Most people wake up and let the day take over. You wake up and your day starts going. A lot of times you're a firefighter, you're having to react to different problems, whether it's in the house or on email, or you just let the routine take hold and you let the day take over. Waking up at 5 a.m. allows you to have intention for your day, to really set intention for what you want to accomplish, especially in those first couple hours of the day. And so many, I'm really interested in morning routines, and that's why I've done quite a bit of podcasts on it. And the theme throughout high performers, and I don't just mean high performers that are successful financially, but just people who have achieved cool things, whether it's actors or whether it's entrepreneurs, is they just say having a plan for your day is, sorry, that's my alarm telling me to get up and move my body and drink some water. Um, But if you want to be great, this is where to start. And starting your day with intention, I think, is a really, really interesting concept. 
I also think it's all about bandwidth. I talk about bandwidth a lot because we only have so much bandwidth. We only have so much time in the day and our minds have limited bandwidth. What we do know is our brain is the very best and sharpest early in the morning. So when we fill our day with social media and TV and emails and and DMs, we fill this bandwidth to where we're almost full early on in the day. But if you wake up at 5 a.m., you will find you can focus on one thing without these distractions and not constantly feel like you are multitasking your way through your day. And I found I can accomplish so much more. Rather than trying to do five things at once, focus on doing something really well, completing it, and then moving on to the next thing. Studies show that our brain chemistry is just different early in the morning. Now, obviously, I am not an expert on brain function, but here are the key points. The brain's prefrontal cortex, or the part of you that makes you worry or you know, that part that makes you analyze things over and over is temporarily shut down in the peaceful hours of the morning. So that tranquility sort of at sunrise has been shown to increase dopamine and serotonin, helping you feel energized and at peace. I mean, what an awesome way to start your day. That's sort of, you know, the brain chemistry part behind it in the way that makes the most sense to me. I like to take all the things that are super complex and make it so I actually understand it and will remember it. Here are some of the reasons why I think waking up early will bring value to your life. First, I think that for me personally, it makes me be much more disciplined about going to bed early. Now, this can kind of seem like a buzzkill sometimes, and it definitely requires discipline and forcing yourself to do it, especially at the beginning. But even even later on, it it doesn't just get easier, at least for me, to go to bed early and wake up early. Some days are harder than others. And honestly, I don't wake up at 5 a.m. every day. If it doesn't feel right, if I'm low on energy, if I happen to wake up in the middle of the night or a kid's sick or I just couldn't get to bed, you know, if we had a dinner, if I couldn't get to bed on time, I don't kill myself to do it. Kind of how I feel about intermittent fasting. That's my plan for the day, but I'm not hard on myself if it doesn't work, but that's the goal and the way that I know I function best. I function best if I wake up at 5 a.m. and I function best if I intermittent fast. But on days that it doesn't work, no stress. So I feel like it helps you go to bed earlier. Good thing about this is you are likely to get more sleep and also have healthier eating habits. I remember I read something and it made me die laughing and never forget it. I mean, it had to have been 20 years ago. That was like going to bed early is the best decision you can for maintaining a healthy weight because you can't eat when you're sleeping. And I remember being like, huh, that's a great point. So I think that and, and studies show that you have a healthier way. You can't eat when you're sleeping, and this is your body's time to rest and process. Let the organs shut down. And also, along those same lines with healthy lifestyle and healthier eating, most of the time we find that we're eating unhealthy is a lot of times when we're in a rush. So if you wake up early and your day doesn't start in a rush, you're less likely to just gra- grab whatever is easy out the door or in between meetings or in between kid pickups or whatever your day is like. We tend to eat healthier when we wake up, 
We're not instantly racing and, and rushing and late. So we maintain a healthier weight and we also maintain healthier eating most of the time. Waking up at 5 a.m. also for most people allows you to get more done. Those hours that you would spend. So say you stay up later instead of waking up early. What are you really getting done between, let's say, 9 and 11 p.m. or 9 and midnight or 10 and midnight? What are you really getting done versus in the morning when you're fresh and you're rested and you drink water, your brain is the sharpest. So you get more done. Also, I find that you have more energy when you wake up. You wake up with intention. You wake up, maybe you put on your running shoes and, or you put on and plan to, get, plan to get in some yoga. You just have more energy. Also, you look more youthful and rested because you have a good, healthy sleep plan. Oftentimes, you feel less rushed and stressed and frazzled because, again, you have a set intention. You're not just going to bed whenever and waking up whenever. You have not only a morning routine in place, but you have a nighttime routine in place. Immune system strength. This is another thing I had to read about to really understand, but what I read is your white blood cells drop when you get a full night's sleep, and those are the ones that fight infection. So it really helps us to keep our immune system strong along with the other things that we do, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, but getting enough sleep helps your immune system. And not just enough sleep, but consistent sleep. Studies show that having around the same sleep schedule is much better for your body. And of course, like I said at the beginning of this, one of the biggest reasons, probably the biggest reasons I think waking up early will bring a lot of value to your life is you get more personal time. You have a happy headspace. You don't get up in a rush or get up and have to slam on your computer right away or have to race somewhere. Like you have personal time and you have time to get in a happy headspace, whatever that means to you. If it's running, if it's yoga, if it's meditation, if it's reading something while sipping coffee whatever it is that gives you personal time. I also think that another big benefit of waking up early is you get more sunlight during the day. Like I find that if I just start the day early, I'm able to get outside more, get some vitamin D, feel the feelings. And I think that sunlight is so important for kind of like with babies, how they say if your baby has day and night confusion and isn't going to sleep, you give them sunshine during the day so they know when it's daytime and they know when it's nighttime. I think that a lot of times that helps us sleep better if we're able to get up and move and get some sunshine. There are also lots of studies that say waking up early reduces the risk of suffering from depression. I read many studies about this and they all had they all said something along the lines of waking up an hour before the normal time can reduce the risk of the average person suffering from depression by between 20 and 25%, which is so interesting because it has something to do with your circadian rhythm, circadian rhythm and early risers getting more light exposure like we were talking about. That sunlight has just such an impact on our moods and also people who live in colder climates who often have kind of a, you know, a seasonal depression, maybe those like darker days, but getting up earlier allows you to get more daylight and just feel more energized. It's interesting. These studies, even just waking up one hour before that normal time really 
um, shows that people are less likely to be depressed and just happier. A lot of times these studies are done on nurses because nurses usually have night shifts and irregular sleeping schedules. Super interesting when they did these studies with nurses and they focused mainly on the effects that reduced sleep has on their overall health and weight gain. Also, you aren't as tired, so you eat healthier. You know when you're just tired? Like I know if I'm wiped, I and at the end of the day, I'll eat more and I'll maybe eat things I don't really want to and I'll just eat too much. Or if you're in a hurry, you just don't eat as healthy. Also, you don't have time for exercise and your body doesn't have enough time to rest. All these studies with nurses and, and, and doctors and people doing night shifts are really fascinating and really the toll that it can take on your body is so interesting. Okay, some tips. How do we actually wake up at 5 a.m. and not be miserable and grumpy and hate it every single time? Again, listen to my podcast about how to be awesome at waking up early. Lots of more in-depth, practical, tactical tips on this, but some tips specifically about waking up at 5 a.m. for the interest of this podcast. You have to be in bed early. Figure out how many hours of sleep you need. For me, I have to be completely asleep by 10 to wake up at 5 and be fully rested. That sweet spot for me is 7 hours of sleep. So I have an alarm on my phone. Like you just heard, I have alarms all day for different things that are important to me. Nine o'clock, I'm in bed. That way I can either watch a show, chat with my husband, decompress, whatever it is. But by 10 o'clock, I need to be asleep. Not getting into bed, asleep. That's just what works for me. I know some people need more sleep. Some people need less sleep. That's what I've found is kind of the sweet spot. I have to be asleep by 10 so I can wake up at five. So figure out what that time is, and then be disciplined about it. Another tip is exhaust yourself physically each day. Even on days like today, I was so slow in the gym for some reason, mentally and physically, I just did not want to be there, but I did it. I pushed through, I did my squats, I did my lunges, I used heavy weights or heavy-ish, heavy for me, I'm doing using, you know, anywhere from 12 on my arms to 15, 20 pounds on, you know, back and legs kind of thing. So that way I'm exhausting myself physically each day. So by the time I lay down, I go to sleep pretty readily. Um, and I think a lot of that is because I exhaust myself physically each day. I physically get tired, which is really important. Another tip, have a wind down plan at night. Whatever works for you. Maybe it's a couple minute stretch. Maybe it's a bath. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's doing, there's so many cool apps or a breathing technique or yoga, whatever it is. But I think you should have a wind down plan. Again, be intentional about how you are winding down and closing out your day. Another tip and another one that I did a podcast on is don't leave crumbs in your days. This is another podcast. If you missed this one, how to be awesome at not leaving crumbs. This concept is all about making good decisions and don't having don't make decisions in the day or in your life to where you have to look over your shoulder. These are the things that keep you up at night, that keep your head spinning. Will it was dishonest about this? Will someone find out? Or I didn't pay my taxes. Is that gonna come back to haunt me? Or, you know, or I, I talked crap on someone and I really hope that they don't find out. All these things that keep us up at night, that keep our mind turning. I call them crumbs. Don't leave crumbs in your days so you can go to sleep blissfully. 
Next tip, create a happy sleeping environment in your space. This is huge. Make sure you like your bed and your sheets. Make sure it's cool enough. Make sure you have comfortable pajamas. I think just having a happy sleep environment is super important. Another tip and one that I do but I didn't even realize was part of it till I was reading what experts say about this is sleep with your curtains open. Sleep with your blinds open. That way when it starts to get light outside, you wake up. The sunshine comes in rather than having blackout curtains and sleeping. I know some people I know love it super, super dark in their room and I get it. But for me, it's so much harder to peel myself out of bed if the room is super dark. But if I see the sunlight poking in, even though at 5 a.m. sometimes of the year it's still dark outside, it's not pitch black outside. And I'm like, okay, the world is waking up. It's time for me to wake up. So sleep with your curtains open. Back to the healthy eating and letting your system shut down. I really think don't eat after a certain time. Again, I think this is different for everyone. Figure out what that time is and what's comfortable for you. If you're doing kind of the same plan that I'm doing in bed by nine, asleep by 10, I think ideally if you could have your last bite around six, that would be ideal. I know for me, it's more like 7 p.m., But just whatever time that's not right before bed that you think is enough time for your body to kind of um, shut down and your systems can kind of process the food before you lay down to sleep, I think will help you sleep a lot better and overall is just better for your body. Avoid caffeine after a certain time. Of course, sometimes I want to sip on my cold brew, but I really try to stop anytime after like one or two in the afternoon just so there's no chance of that little bit of caffeine keeping me up. Another one that's hard but I talk about quite a bit is unplug before bed. Now, so many of the tips we talk about here, it's really, really about self-discipline, having a plan and knowing it's best for you and resisting the urge, resisting the urge to eat cookies in bed or ice cream, resisting the urge to scroll social media aimlessly for three hours and then all of a sudden looking up and like, oh my God, it's midnight. I'm so tired. It's so late unplug before bed, it will bring you so much value. And instead of those three hours scrolling kind of aimlessly at night, you'll have those extra three hours in the morning to, and again, it doesn't have to be being productive. It's not like you have to get up and write a book unless that's what you want to do. Then get up and write a book. But it could just be three hours of getting in a happy headspace or It could be getting things done. It could be reading. It could be learning. It could be stretching, meditating, walking, whatever it is. But I think that you'll find that that is such a good swap of time. Also, put your phone on silent. Figure out a way that people you love can still reach you. But I think that's the best. So then that way, if anyone texts you or calls you late, you're not getting pinged unless, of course, you need to be reachable. Um, But I think even if you just put your phone on silent, that way, You could still wake up if you needed to, figure out whatever that jam is, but I think that uh, making it so that late night texts don't wake you up is key. Adjust your routine to stick to your bedtime. So I am so intentional about this that even on the weekends, I usually will just adjust everything by an hour. So I'll wake up at six instead of waking up at five. So I just do everything an hour later. But then lately, I'll book our date nights at six o'clock. So that way we're still home by 9.30 and then I'm asleep by 11. Adjust your routine and I'm telling you, it the consistency of it is so good for you and it makes it so much easier. It is not hard for me at all to wake up at 6 
on a Saturday morning, even if we went on Friday night, because I try to, whenever possible, adjust the routine to stick to the bedtime. And last tip here, get up and brush your teeth, put on your shoes. It will get easier. Just don't let yourself get back in bed. Unless it's one of those days where you know you are just too tired to function. Again, 5 a.m. is the goal, but it doesn't serve you at all if you wake up when you are way too exhausted and you just didn't get enough sleep, or maybe you did get enough sleep, but you just don't feel rested enough. Because I've done that too. I've stuck to it when I knew that I just needed to get back in bed, and then I'm so tired all day that it didn't really help me to get those extra two hours in the morning. So only let yourself get back in bed. If you absolutely need to, and you know that you need to, to have energy to go through the whole day. All right. Now let's get into kind of the second part of this podcast, which is sort of my takeaways and keynotes I've found from the 5am club book. Again, if you love this topic, this book is incredible. He is definitely the master at this concept, and um, I loved reading from this book and then continuing my research and kind of what other people have done, but key lessons from the 5 a.m. club. Waking up at 5 a.m. will provide you with that solitude and sort of that improved brain state to perform like high performers, like the pros, like the CEOs and the business owners and the entrepreneurs. It's just that time of being alone and having that that peak brain state, that peak performance state that is really key. And also he talks about 5 a.m. being that time for balancing what he calls your four, quote, interior empires to achieve self-mastery. So these are health set, heart set, and soul set. That's three, health set, heart set, and soul set. Health set refers to our physical health. Heart set is your emotional health or your emotional well-being. And soul set is your spirituality. So let's go through those real quick, each of them. Health set, physical health. One of the best ways to get ahead in life and live longer is to commit to exercise, uh, get lose stress, be happier, have more energy, spend time on your physical health, emotional well-being, which he calls your heart set. So this is the concept of cultivating a healthy emotional life. So the ability to express yourself and having that time for your emotions and healthy emotions and getting in a happy headspace. And then soul set he talks about spirituality. So whatever you believe, it's taking time in the morning to connect to yourself, to your spirituality, remember all the things that make up who you are, and like refocusing on your purpose, why you're doing what you do. A lot of times we get caught up in the routine and we get caught up in stuff or things or vacation or social media and we forget that the most important thing is to connect to ourselves. And Tom Bilyeu, who I love, is so inspiring and and such a great kind of virtual mentor, mentor. He always says the most important thing is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself. And I think that's so important. And I think that's why I love waking up at 5 a.m. It just gives me that time to myself to connect with myself recalibrate and refocus if I need to. If something feels off kilter, shift it. 
and have that peaceful time. He also talks about in the book, this 2020 formula. So he says the first 20 minutes of that first hour should be exercise. Help your body wake up, make your body sweat. Sweating decreases cortisol, you know, your sweat, your um, stress hormone. And then sweat also releases those brain repairing factors, which speed up the creation of new neural pathways, repairs brain cells. So if you want to think quicker, make sure you get sweaty is basically the summary. So first 20 minutes, he says exercise. Next 20 should be some sort of reflection and meditation. So it's like that morning piece. The piece you find early will make way for more inspiration than you thought possible. So make time to write a journal or meditate or focus on what you want out of the day before the day takes control of you, before you get distracted and you're pulled. And then finally, that last 20 minutes is take time to learn. He says, Instead of wasting time on useless entertainment, spend time reading and learning. Learn from the most successful people in the world. Learn what the ultra-rich have in common. And he's found what they really have in common is a love of learning and constantly learning. I thought that was so important. I don't structure my mornings like this, the 2020 exercise, kind of reflection, meditation, and then learning, reading. But I think that it's really interesting and I think that it could be a really great plan and really beneficial for people. Um, but that's a big part of the book is his kind of 2020-2020 formula, which supports those kind of interior empires that we talked about, that physical health, the emotional health, and the spirituality. So that's why he does the 20-minute blocks to kind of, you know, serve all three of those pathways, all three of those empires. Really interesting. I, I do this-ish in kind of my own different way. To me, if I had 20 minutes of exercise, that wouldn't feel like enough. I wouldn't feel sweaty enough or, or strong enough. But then other days, 20 minutes feels like plenty, like today when I didn't want to do it. So that's really, you know, kind of the main um, framework of the book. And he gives so many great examples and so many real life perspectives of why 5 a.m., will improve your life because of, you know, functioning early and being alone with yourself, that solitude and that improved brain state to be able to perform like the best in the world. And being able to perform like the best in the world just makes you feel so much more fulfilled. Even if you don't have goals to be on a TED Talk stage or run a company, but if you just want to wake up and raise your family and have a happy headspace and not be exhausted and worn down and stressed and short with people, but feel fulfilled and not feel like you're just giving, giving, giving to everyone around you, but also feel like you're taking that time, not just for self-care, but for reflection and for personal time, you know? So you're not just giving to everybody else, but you're giving to yourself. And you know, I always talk about getting in your tens each day. Attend to me is those things, those little or big things that just make you feel alive, that you love, that make you feel happy. And for me, it could be like a really awesome cold brew or a killer workout. Some things are 
three minutes, some things are three hours, but just getting in those tens. And I find that if you wake up early, it gives you so much more time to get in your tens every day and do those things that are important to you before your kids are screaming. (laughs) Like mine are downstairs right now because that's real life and that is what it is. And sometimes that's just how it goes. On that note, I hope I was able to bring lots of value and effectively convince you that waking up at 5 a.m. is so awesome and it can bring so much to your life, whether you're looking for more time to yourself to get in those things you love or if you're looking for more productive hours of the day, I'm telling you, you have to try it and really realize how sharp your mind is in the first couple hours of the day. I try to put my hardest tasks after I exercise, I try to put my hardest tasks in the morning, right away when I'm the sharpest, when I have the most energy and my brain is the sharpest. I'm not going to target early in the morning or going to the grocery store because why would I spend my most sharp, productive brain power doing that? For me, I've just found if I can wake up early, have that time to myself and then get the most important things done when I'm the sharpest and I'm not distracted and I am being so intentional about not being, not procrastinating or not putting things off. Um, I just feel sharp and productive in the first few hours of the day. And there's so much research to support this. I feel like if you give it a try, you will love it. You might not do it every day, and I don't think you should on days when it doesn't work. But to have this plan and to do it most days, I think it will bring so much value to your life. As always, please let me know what you learned and your takeaways and what you're going to do. And let me know once you are waking up at 5 a.m. how you feel and how you're spending that time. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to continue the conversation and connect on social media. My Instagram name is at Lindsay's Cloud. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.